This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome to Season 7, Episode 157 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Today, we're going to talk about the word mindset. The real meaning of the word mindset is a habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to a situation. How does this play into your everyday life? It's really important to know what your mindset is in any situation that you encounter. Whether you are a student and have the mindset that you want want to achieve good grades, complete your homework on time, turn in your papers, and make the dean or even the chancellor's list in college with a perfect 4.0, that's a mindset. You put your mind to something and you're going to do it. Whether you are in the career world and you love to tackle challenges and tackle projects and have a deadline to get them done, some people have that mindset that they are going to be overachievers and achieve those deadlines much before they have to have them turned in. Whatever your mindset is, it's important that you recognize that we all have a mindset. Research shows that mindset plays a significant role in determining your outcome. By understanding, adapting, and shifting your mindset, you can improve your health, your well-being, and the way that you respond to each and every situation. As you enter each moment, your brain triggers a mindset that offers up a thought, belief, feeling, attitude, or a response. This mindset influences how you will engage in the moment that is presented to you. In other words, your behavior is directly influenced by the mindset that you adopt in each and every moment. I know I talk a lot about situational awareness and being aware of your surroundings at all times, 
And why this is important now that we're talking about mindset is when it comes to training. Training your mind in every situation that you can possibly think of through visualization, putting yourself mentally walking through your day from the moment you get up until the moment you walk through your front door to start your day and all the activities that surround that to the time that you come back home at the end of the day. Visualize what your schedule will look like, the places that you'll be, the people who will be with you and around you, and different parts of town that you may have to travel through to get to and from the different errands or um, different opportunities that you have throughout your day. When it comes to the visualization and putting yourself in the right mindset in every single situation that you're in, the next part of that is training. Take your training seriously. Training goes beyond merely just learning how to respond or react to different situations. If you are taking firearm training, take your shooting very seriously. Each and every time you have an opportunity to go to the range, ammunition and range fees can get pretty expensive, so you definitely want to shoot with a purpose. You want to develop your plan, or better yet, you want to develop your personal protection plan to suit your particular needs, including a plan of what to do to avoid a confrontation at all costs. You want to visualize different scenarios that you may encounter outside of your home, as well as how you're going to respond to those different scenarios. Just like we do fire drills, you want to practice whatever plan that you have in your mind for avoiding confrontations. You want to practice those plans if and ever when you are in a situation. Training is not a one-and-done experience on the range. It is important to continue to train not only mentally through visualization and mental practice, but also physically. You should practice as often as you can, as many times as you can get to the range and go through different shooting drills. Frequently practicing skills is a goal that everyone should strive to attain. How you train is a good indication of how you should react under stress. This is why we train to develop proper habits, such as immediately seeking cover and knowing how to quickly acquire your target and scanning for potential other threats. Through mental preparation, physical training, and developing your gun handling skills, and always striving to become a better marksman, you will gain the self-confidence to control a life-threatening encounter if you ever are in that situation. It's very important that you do your best to incorporate stress into your training. Learning how to perform under stress is crucial to prevailing in a defensive encounter. Assailants count on putting their victims under stress and they expect them to fold up under the pressure. Get in the proper mindset each and every time that you practice and you train. The first and most important thing to remember is to never give up. There are several different steps in order to build up to your mindset when it comes to everyday living 
and if you plan to carry a firearm with you for personal protection and for self-defense. A few of these things to think about is you always want to have a plan. You always want to practice visualization, practice the plan, train for real life situations, train to control the encounter, and train for success. So it's important to avoid confrontation at all cost. Think about different ways that you can not put yourself into a sketchy situation. Think about how you are going to react if you are in a potential situation. The first thing you should do is to try to back away from that situation and try to avoid it. But what is the best way to do that? How can you get yourself out of a potential situation avoiding confrontations at all cost? It's real important to know where you are at all times and to keep that level of awareness elevated. Awareness of the potential threats in the environment that you're in. So think about where you might be going and what time of day you're going to those locations. If you're in daylight, you tend to have a little bit more safety on your side just because you have daylight to your advantage. One thing that assailants really like to do is take advantage of the cover of darkness. It's more, it's uh, riskier to go to different locations after dark And I like to have it in my mind that nothing good happens late at night after dark. So by planning ahead, you want to maximize your safety and minimize the risk of having any kind of an encounter. Avoiding dangerous people at all costs. Dangerous people in your perception who might constitute a threat or who you feel might be trouble or might be willing to get you in trouble. Avoiding dangerous places, such as high crime neighborhoods, unfamiliar areas, ATMs after dark, parking lots of big box stores that criminals and assailants really like to hang out and to look for easy targets. What are you doing in your training and how are you having the proper mindset to not be an easy target, scanning your surroundings at all times, not only avoiding dangerous people, but avoiding those dangerous places. You're also avoiding making yourself an easy target through what you're wearing or what kind of behavior that you're exhibiting. You want to avoid wearing clothing that makes you an easy target. Something that an assailant can come up and easily grab off of you, um, such as ladies who wear purses just over their shoulder. You want to be a little bit more proactive in how you carry your purse or how you might carry your wallet or your phone or how you're carrying your firearm if you have one on your person, whether it be openly carried or whether you have it concealed carried. Avoiding having a behavior which might antagonize other people. Are you having um, a, a conversation on your phone and do you have your AirPods in your ear or your headphones on that you are oblivious to everything going on around you? That might be an, a, a welcome to someone who is looking for that soft and easy target. 
depending on where you're going, what are you wearing? Is something that you're wearing, like a t-shirt or a ball cap, um, is that a potential threat or antagonizing language or words or symbols? Depending on where you're going and who the audience is, might that be interpreted as threatening to other people? Something as simple as, yes, you do have a right to free speech. Yes, you have a right to wear what you want to wear. But if something is kind of um, political or maybe it might be a little bit um, crossing the line to some other people's interpretation, you may not want to be wearing that, again, depending on where you're going. Know, Know your audience, know your locations, and you want to do everything you can to avoid any potential confrontation. And again, that is also through how you dress, how you look, what you're wearing, and how you're carrying yourself. The other part is you want to avoid having a pattern and you want to avoid having a particular um, route or a predictable route of the way you go and come every single day. If you have your routine when you leave your house in the morning and you pull out of your drive and you turn left and you do ABCD and you follow this particular route going to work and leaving work, you go backwards and get back to your driveway at the end of the day. If you do that over and over, you are definitely an easy target. Make sure that you change things up, shake things up a little bit. So if you are being watched or if somebody is um, suspicious and following you, that your, your patterns and behaviors are not routine and predictable. They know that you leave your house at the exact same time every single morning. You might want to change that up a little bit just to, again, avoid a potential situation and keeping yourself safe. You also want to be mindful of escalating any kind of a confrontation, especially if you're carrying a firearm. You want to be careful how you respond to certain behaviors by other people. If they are aggressive or argumentative or losing their temper towards you, how can you avoid that situation and remove yourself by getting away from it? The last thing we want is to get into any kind of a confrontation or any kind of a situation. So again, having the mindset to take the high road and do everything you can to get yourself away and out of that situation before things begin to escalate. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Always have an escape route. Always have 
in your mind, where am I going to go when this happens? You know, visualize those different scenarios. If I walk out of my front door and I go to my vehicle and somebody approaches me from behind, where am I going to go? How am I going to get away? If I am in my vehicle and somebody approaches me, how am I going to get away? Is it safe for me to pull out or to avoid that situation? If I'm in, you know, if I'm coming into a store or if I'm in a restaurant, you know, look for those different ways that you always have a plan B, how you can get out in a way if there was a threatening situation approaching you and whether that be walking down the street, whether you're driving in your vehicle, wherever you are, always have that mindset and scanning your area looking for that escape route so you can get yourself away and safe, avoiding that confrontation. So we've practiced what to do to avoid potential situations and to avoid at all cost any confrontation. Next, if a confrontation is unavoidable, there are certain physiological responses that our body naturally goes through. In any threatening encounter, there are usually five possible outcomes. Submit, freeze, flight, posture, and fight. So the submit stage is giving in to any situation. Data from the FBI states that submitting to an assailant is much more dangerous for the victim than fighting back. So what this means is if you submit and do whatever that threatening person or in that situation, if you submit to them, chances are the outcome is not going to be good for you. Do everything in your power to fight back and avoid submission. The next response that we go through is freeze. If the threat sufficiently overwhelms you or takes you by surprise, you may freeze and be completely incapable of any action whatsoever. This freeze may only last a fraction of a second, or it may last throughout an entire encounter. You can't really prepare for this. You don't know how you're going to react if someone thoroughly surprises you or takes you, you know, takes you by surprise. You don't know how you're going to react in that situation. So just being aware that freezing is definitely a response and oftentimes it's an unavoidable response that we don't know how we're going to react to. Think about a time that you have ever been so scared and something had frightened you, you know, so instantly. Have you ever had that moment where you just you just froze? And no matter what you did or what you thought, you probably don't even remember what was going through your mind if you had ever experienced that because our body just, you know, and in those situations, we just freeze up. So just being mindful and being aware that this is possibly, you know, an outcome of a situation. Another response is flight. The flight response simply involves fleeing from any event or any encounter that we may come upon or that may come upon us. So if you have that flight, that adrenaline rush to get away, listen to your body and go. 
The next response is called posture. Posturing is combat without any contact, whether it be through words, sounds, gestures, and body language. These are the weapons used to dominate, intimidate, and subdue another. The last response that we may encounter is fight. The fight response means using whatever force you have available to prevent harm to yourself. Ethically and legally, there are limits to your fighting response, and it is your responsibility to know what you legally and ethically can and cannot do, not only where the laws come in, but what are you capable of doing? What are the limitations of your training And what is the extent that you have been trained? There is no way that you can predict your response to any given situation, regardless of your prior experience. This is why it's important to make a plan in your head. Be assertive in your mindset. Be assertive in the way that you visualize and you play out situations in your mind. Start thinking about when then instead of what if. What I mean is when I walk out to my vehicle and someone is standing there ready to approach me, then my response is going to be fill in the blank. Instead of the passive, you know, what if I go to my car and there's somebody standing there, that puts me in a much more passive mindset. If I am more assertive and saying, no, when I'm going into my vehicle, this is what's going to happen. And I have a quick story that happened to me not not too long ago. I took one of my boys with me to the grocery store and we got out of our vehicle and it was parked, you know, kind of away, um, away from other vehicles in the parking lot. And we got out of our vehicle and we were walking um, across the parking lot to the store. And my son turns to me and says, man, that guy parked pretty close to you. And I turned around and, you know, this other vehicle came and pulled in right next to my my truck. And there was a hundred other spots around us, but he pulled right up next to my truck. You know, fortunately, we had already walked quite a distance away from my vehicle. So we at least had a safe escape if they were to go ahead and approach us. But I turned around um, and I looked at this vehicle and I noticed the driver of the car next to my my vehicle was staring at my vehicle. You know, he was, you know, casing it out, I guess. And, you know, just oddly checking out my vehicle. His car was still running. He didn't put his truck in park. He was staring down my truck from front to back, top to bottom. So I stood where I stood and I turned around and I was, I just watched him and I made eye contact and I picked up my phone and and I was fixing to take a picture of his license plate in his vehicle. And as soon as he noticed me staring him down, I made eye contact with him and I could definitely have picked him out if I had to. Um, As soon as he realized that I was aware of my surroundings and alert and watching him, he immediately drove off, left the parking lot and turned down the road and um, took off down the street. So again, you know, who knows what people's intentions are, but because I carried myself with that when then mindset, I was confident in the way that I was reacting to that situation. My head was up. I was making direct eye contact. I had my phone 
And for whatever reason, I believe I caught him off guard because he certainly wasn't expecting to be watched. And uh, he he retreated. So these are all reactions that I've practiced and I've visualized in my mind. And, you know, you never know when a situation might come up or might happen, but you have to be prepared 100% of the time. You know, going to the grocery store at four o'clock in the afternoon, you never know what other people's intentions are. The main advantage that an assailant or a criminal, a bad guy, whoever, however you want to call them or categorize them, their main advantage is the element of surprise. They already have a plan. They have already visualized who they're going to attack, what this person is going to look like, who they're going to target, because they don't want attention to be drawn to them. They don't want to be looked at or had eye contact made or somebody have their phone while they're in the act of whatever they're doing maliciously. If they look up and somebody's recording them or taking their picture, they want to get away. They do not want anybody to be noticing the bad happening. They don't want attention to be drawn to them. So how you react plays a huge role in your mindset. And it is a mindset on how you're going to react to any given situation. So just as we have physiological responses to situations such as submitting, freezing, fighting, flighting, posturing, these reactions apply to an assailant as well. They also go through a progressive thought process and it's almost certain they will have made contingency backup plans before they ever intend to confront their victim or their target. Just as we may go through these psychological responses in any kind of a situation or a threatening encounter, we also may go through physiological reactions. These are general bodily responses to imminent danger. Some of these reactions include an increase in heart rate and breathing. Our pupils may be dilated. We may also have adrenaline rushes. In addition to the heightening senses and strength, an adrenaline rush may also cause muscles to tremble, which makes it very difficult to hold um, a pepper spray container or even a firearm steady or to even stand still. Sometimes both the assailant and the victim perceive the shaking as fear. An adrenaline rush is also what causes the uncontrollable shaking sometimes experienced when the confrontation is over. There also may be diminished fine motor skills. Stress, regardless of the source, results in a diminishment of these fine motor skills. The stress of a violent confrontation may also produce perceptual changes. Some of these changes are what's called tunnel vision. Tunnel vision is when you feel threatened, your focus is going to be on that threat. Most all of the surrounding environment will disappear from your perception. One of the reasons that we train and we learn how to lower our firearm and assess the area around us after we take practice shots is to reduce that tunnel vision. So taking your practice seriously after you take your shots on your target 
lower your firearm and scan your area with your head turn side to side and looking around the area with your eyes, you are getting in the habit of taking your eyes off the threat once the threat has stopped, i.e. your target, and looking around and practicing scanning your area after those shots are taken. You are practicing reducing that tunnel vision. Another change that happens is auditory exclusion. Sounds may be completely inaudible. Sounds that come from outside of our visual perception and even those from within it may go completely unheard. Your assailant may also suffer from auditory exclusion. It is important to shout commands when confronting an assailant, not only to intimidate him or her, but you're also breaking through that auditory exclusion. You want to make sure that you are heard if you are ever under an attack. Another change is time dilation. Time may seem to slow down or even freeze and things will appear to move in slow motion. This is why people wait much longer than necessary before they take action, which lets their guard down or they potentially might emerge from hiding. Think about a time that you have ever had this happen to you. If you have ever witnessed a car crash or something pretty tragic happening right before your eyes, have you ever experienced time slowing down or even standing still? This is what's happening when there is a stressful situation that takes you by surprise. You have just experienced what they call time dilation. Another change could be temporary memory loss. Highly stressful events can sometimes cause a mental overload, which will lead to temporary memory loss. You may forget the details of an encounter, or you may lose all remembrance of the event. Statements that you make immediately after an incident may be inaccurate. For this reason, you should avoid making any detailed statements to anyone right after a situation because you may have that temporary loss of memory occurring. You will never be 100% prepared if you are ever under an attack. This is because you can only train as best you can for different situations and putting yourself in simulated stressful situations as best you can but you are not going to know how you're going to react to a situation because you cannot virtually duplicate everything that could happen out there in the, in the real world. So do your best to train, do your best to practice the visualization and always carry that proper mindset everywhere you go. There are several different instructors and commercial training facilities that help you with a variety of philosophies and techniques and several different tactics for defensive shooting. There's books, videos, you know, different publications out there on the market today that is going to help you get yourself in the proper mindset and prepare and train for different situations. Oftentimes, things that you don't even think about. But one of the most beneficial training exercises that you can do to prepare yourself is through dry fire practice. This includes practicing your draw, practicing reloading, 
practicing all of your gun handling skills without the use of any live ammunition in your firearm. When conducting dry fire drills, you always want to make sure there is no live ammunition anywhere around you, your firearm, or even in the same room that you're going to be practicing. Your training must be conducted in a suitable area and making sure, once again, there's no live ammunition anywhere nearby. You always want to observe some safety precautions regarding dry fire practice. You want to designate an area as your dry practice area. Make it a habit to never have a loaded firearm or any ammunition in this area of your home. Do not conduct dry fire drills in the same room in which firearms are normally stored. Even though you're going through dry fire practice and training, you still want to follow the safe gun handling rules. You always want to keep the firearm pointed in a safe direction. Even though it's unloaded, you still want to practice as if it were a loaded gun. Adhering to this rule requires special care when you're drawing from a holster. Even when you're practicing dry fire training, take it seriously. Practice with the firearm that you plan to carry. Practice with the holster that you plan to use. Making sure the ammunition is far and away and your gun is unloaded. Practice drawing from your holster over and over so you're comfortable with the different motions and movements in any visualized situation. Training is what makes you confident and makes you a hard target. You have power over your mind, not over outside events. Realize this and you will find your strength. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.